You're listening to the Be a Better Lawyer podcast with Dina Cataldo, episode 240. So how do high achieving lawyers break through generations of being taught that we have to grind ourselves into the ground to get results for clients, build a successful business and create a life we love? While law schools are busy teaching the rule of law, they're slacking on teaching us how to be a better human to create for ourselves the success we thought we'd achieve after law school. This podcast bridges the gap between law school and life. Hello. How are you today? Okay. Let's talk anxiety. I know it's your favorite topic, right? I know that this is something you've been wanting to talk about. And it's definitely one that I address with my clients. And when they make the shifts that you are going to learn to make here, they feel so much better. It really changes their quality of life. What I want you to first be aware of is that what we call anxiety is a very general term. And even if you look it up in the dictionary, it basically covers the gamut from fear um, to all kinds of different emotions. But anxiety, as we explain it, doesn't necessarily dig into where we need to start looking in order to help us with what we're feeling. Most of the time, what high-functioning people like you are experiencing as anxiety has a layer underneath it, there's another feeling or feelings that your body is having. Like there's a feeling in your body caused by the thoughts that you're having that is creating something, but anxiety is almost like the wallpaper being covered over the dirty wall, right? Trying to hide what's underneath. So what we want to do here is really peel back that layer of wallpaper so you can see what's really going on and help you start to dissolve that feeling, help you process that feeling, help you stop reacting to that feeling so much in your life. And I'm going to talk more about what I mean by that in a second. So anxiety definitely feels, at least this is for me, Uh, like a buzzing all over my body. Okay. My whole body just, it just feels like it's full of bees, (laughs) right? For lack of another word. And my mind goes blank, but there's more to it. So what I needed to do and what I'm going to encourage you to do here and what I help my clients with is start to peel back that layer to understand why are we feeling that in the first place. Now, I've talked about in other episodes about processing emotion. I will um, link to episodes about that in the show notes. But I want to talk here about specific steps to help you uncover the feeling that's happening underneath it and so you don't react to it all the time. Okay, you're actually starting to process it as you're working with it day to day in life. And that's why when I talk to my clients, you know, when they first come to me, sometimes they think it's going to be like a lot of work, like it's going to be really heavy work. And really what the work we're doing is is incorporated in your day-to-day life. Like that's why we can have just a 50-minute session during the week and then the rest of the week they're implementing what they've learned and it comes more and more naturally because they're practicing it just like I'm going to be talking to you about it today. So it's not as if this is heavy work. 
it's just the process of becoming present to what's happening in your life. I mean, that's really what's going on here. And once we get that awareness, then what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you some steps to help you dissolve the feeling of anxiety and then whatever else is happening underneath it so you can move more easily through your day. This is a practice. The feeling does not go away all at once. It requires paying attention to how you feel. And if you're anything like me, you may be a bit detached from how you feel in your body. We're not really trained how to feel emotions. Like most high achieving, overachieving lawyers are um, are just, they work, we're workhorses and we can work through anything, even if we're uncomfortable, even if we're anxious, even if we're scared. And we don't pay attention to ourselves or what we're feeling. We just push through. What I'm teaching you the skill of doing is emotional intelligence, like really understanding how you feel so that you can shift things. And you are going to see that when you start doing this, you're going to start feeling so much better. This was a skill I learned by practicing what I'm going to share with you today. And the reason the skill of feeling what you're feeling is important is because it's a compass to tell us whether we're going in the right direction to achieve our goals, whether we're acting in alignment with who we want to be. It's also a crystal ball that tells us if we're going to get the result that we want, because if we're not behaving in alignment with the goal, if we are not paying attention to how we feel, we're not going to hit the goal. And that is something that is so important and such a great, um, this is such a great skill to really help you navigate goals. And the more subtle we can get, the better. Because when we peel back the layer of the feeling of anxiety, then we get a better handle on what's really happening in our brain. And this is the skill of emotional intelligence. It's something my clients learn when they work with me. So if you want to become more connected with how you feel and feel better instead of anxious all day, I encourage you to book a strategy session with me. You can go to dinacataldo.com forward slash strategy session to book a call with me. And when I started doing this work on myself, I noticed huge improvements in how I felt. I wasn't snapping at people as much, and I realized I had more control over my behavior than I thought. I wasn't so hard on myself anymore, so it was easier for me to set big goals without worrying. I would shame myself for not hitting those goals. And I did more things that felt uncomfortable, which helped me expand myself as a person and do more of the things I wanted, like leaving my law job to become a coach or promoting my business, which of course helps you grow your business. And all of that helped me feel more freedom, helped me feel more confident every single moment that I showed up. I, I loved myself more because I was paying attention more to how I was feeling and addressing those feelings. I say this all to punctuate the importance of emotional intelligence. Before I realized what I experienced as anxiety was actually the wallpaper over my true emotions, I worked myself through the feeling of anxiety. It felt horrible and eventually I burned out. I really think that's why chemo felt like a vacation to me after my cancer diagnosis at 29. And looking back on the time between high school and age 30 with the coaching skills that I've learned since then, I can see that what felt like anxiety in my body was actually unaddressed fears, shame, insecurities, 
desires to please and be accepted. And these feelings all came from my beliefs that I was going to fail, that I was going to be judged, that I wasn't allowed to make mistakes, that I didn't belong, and that I was going to get in trouble. And you might understand that feeling, like you might feel sometimes like you're going to get in trouble. That's okay, right? That's all something you can work with. Yes, there may be things that happened in your past that can explain why that's happening. But with coaching, we want to really just understand how it's impacting you now and how to practically move forward so you can make the shifts that you want. It makes sense that I would feel the way that I felt based on my upbringing, but because I didn't have the skill of emotional intelligence, I felt stuck in place. I was working really, really hard, but I could not improve. It was like I was trying to drive my car full throttle, pedal to the metal with the parking brake on. Think about that. If you're working yourself to the bone, and you're not seeing the improvement you want, is that what it feels like to you? Okay, this is important because if you're not slowing down to pay attention that this is what is happening, you are missing out on so much expansion, giving yourself so much freedom, so much space by learning the skills we're going to be talking about today. So really connect with that. Okay, if you resonate with that, I highly recommend you go back through this episode and you listen again and again. All right, so this is step one. Awareness that you feel this general anxiety in your body. Okay, we've already gone through it. What does it feel like for you? Do you feel a buzzing sensation? Okay, and sometimes we can sit with it and not do anything, right? Don't reach for your phone to numb out. Don't go to the refrigerator to grab food. Like This is really just being able to sit with anxiety and breathe with it. And I've done prior episodes about that before, so I'm not going to go in depth about it, but I want you to just recognize what it feels like in your body. Now, if you're identifying a feeling that you call anxiety, step two is peeling back the layer to get more specific. And when I do this with my clients, I find a lot of similar feelings and beliefs that I've already mentioned underneath that anxiety. And you can do this with yourself. So ask yourself why you feel anxious. Your brain will likely offer you something like, I don't know, do not let your brain stay there, okay? It is amazing how I can get to the bottom of things with a simple follow-up question with my clients. Like, if you had to guess, You know, suddenly they have all the answers. The secret is that we have all of the answers already. And sometimes we just need some help accessing them. So if you had to guess, why do you think you feel anxious? That first layer might sound something like because of a circumstance in my life, because of a client, not having enough time, my goal, my boss, my spouse, my job. But a feeling is always caused by a thought. So we need to know more. We need to peel back the layer some more. Why do you feel anxious when you think about that client? Why do you feel anxious when you think there isn't enough time? Why do you feel anxious when you think about your goals? Ask yourself that. Then you're going to start getting answers and connecting with what's really happening. Now, you might feel anxious when you think about a particular client because you're afraid that when you talk to them, they're not going to like your answer. 
You might feel anxious when you think there isn't enough time because you're afraid you won't get everything done and then you'll feel like a failure. You might feel anxious when you think about your goal because you're afraid that you won't hit it and then you'll feel ashamed and disappointed in yourself. Let me give you some real life examples of what peeling back the layer looks like and some examples here. So I had a client who had racing thoughts when she thought about her caseload. She could literally feel her blood pressure rise, and she described the feeling like a a train rushing through her chest. When we peeled that back, what she feared was dropping the ball on something in her caseload and ultimately feared failing and what that would mean for her job. And what she did is she used the tools that she learned working with me to bring her blood pressure down consciously. And this was a fun example. I think I mentioned this in an older episode. She said like she was on a run. She could feel her blood pressure rising and it wasn't because of the run and she could see it on her heart rate monitor. And she used the tools that we had talked about to help her slow her brain down and calm her. And she could see on her heart rate monitor that her blood pressure was going back down. Since then, she has been promoted to partner in 2022. Congratulations if you're listening. So not too shabby. Another client had a fear of judgment preventing her from promoting her business she built on top of her full-time law practice. And when she learned the tools she needed, she started promoting herself more. Now, as you might expect, when she started promoting herself more, more people signed up for her offerings. And something similar happened for another client who was judging herself and telling herself that she wasn't experienced enough to promote her mediation practice. And once we cleaned that up, she began promoting her practice. Another client, Nancy, felt shame around a particular client interaction. And once she got awareness of this, she was able to serve her client instead of putting off the matter and and had more contact with him. So she created a very happy client in the end, and he even gave her some cookies after they finished working together. She also surpassed her financial goal for 2022. So I want you to know you can change. All of these examples are instances of high achieving, overachieving. You can even describe them as as feeling anxious, right? Lawyers who got through it and they made their year amazing. They made their life so much better. So if they can do it, if I can do it, you can do it too. All right. So these examples are going to help us move into step three. Step three is not just having awareness of the feeling that you're having, but awareness of how you're behaving when you feel it. So for example, the client with racing thoughts about her caseload, she would see she was snappy at people or short with them. And she noticed that she wasn't delegating as much. She would put off tasks when this was happening. The clients who weren't promoting their businesses were putting off promoting, but they were also doing things like watching more Netflix or scrolling social media more. They were doing things that felt productive but weren't moving the needle on their goals, right? They were doing things like cleaning and baking cookies instead of doing the work that was going to create more business for them. 
the client who felt shame, um, uh, who around her client was avoiding doing work on that client matter. And then she was beating herself up for not working on that matter. And then she was considering firing the client because she felt so much shame. And these behaviors that I just described, they all stem from a single emotion, right? Like they each had an emotion that was fueling these actions or inactions. So when we we become keen observers of our feelings, then we can see what's happening when we feel that way. And we start to slow down our brain processes. I know some people get scared when they think about slowing down their brain, especially if you're feeling anxious around your calendar, because it just, you feel like you're already out of control. And if you're going to slow down, like how can you possibly slow down? It's the question your brain asks you. So I did a whole episode on what it means to do that. And I will link to it in the show notes. Essentially, slowing down your brain means paying attention. Okay. Our thoughts create our feelings and then our feelings drive our behaviors. If you're unhappy with the way you're behaving, it's because you're fueling those behaviors with feelings that are not helpful. Feelings like fear, shame, and overwhelm. And when we pay attention to what we feel and what actions we take when we feel that way, we can put a pause between the feelings that rise up in our body and how we act out, how we behave. I'm going to give you an example of this in my life. An emotion I used to be really quick to feel was anger. It would come up literally any type time of day. It could be any topic. I could be starting water for coffee and I would see something that was left out in the kitchen overnight. And I could immediately feel anger almost pushing up through my chest to my throat. Okay. Same thing with driving. I'd see someone, you know, cut me off without signaling and I'd feel a rush of adrenaline push up through my chest. Now, at first I would have that emotional reaction, right? That anger would come up and then I would behave badly, right? I would, I would grumble under my breath. I would have attitude and maybe make a snide remark later. Maybe I'd yell at the person in front of me as if they could hear them. Maybe I'd do something stupid, you know, on the road, whatever it is, right? That was me behaving badly. That was me reacting to the anger I was feeling. Then I learned to feel it and not react, right? It was practice. (laughs) So know that this is a practice. And then once I started doing that, I noticed that I had a thought that felt kind of annoying instead of really upsetting. And then I'd release it. I wouldn't react to it. I wouldn't make snide remarks. I'd hold them in. And then in some instances, I totally stopped feeling anger. Like when it came to people, you know, jumping in front of me when I was driving or, you know, seeing something left out that I didn't want left out. It was just, it was so interesting to watch how I literally retrained my brain to do this. That's what you will be doing as you practice this. You will be rewiring your brain to respond the way you want to versus reacting. Now, I am not perfect at it, but I am so much better at it. And I'm going to talk more about that in step four. The more you practice this, the more space you're going to create between you and the unhelpful emotion. Okay, then you won't find yourself reacting to things so much and you will respond intentionally the way you want to. Okay, so that's step three. Notice and practice pausing before reacting. Step four, don't judge yourself if you notice the feeling 
not until way later. <laughs> or maybe you don't do anything differently at first. Don't judge yourself. Like I said before, I am not perfect at this. You are not expected to be perfect at this. You are a human being. But I'm so much better at noticing my feelings and not reacting to them compulsively. And the people around me like me a lot better because of it. <laughs> if I don't catch myself in the moment, I don't beat myself up anymore because I know I'm human and that this is all a process. Judging myself is just going to cause me to feel shame. And it definitely won't help me take the actions that I want to make the change that I want to see in my life. Shame actually drives procrastination and hiding. So we're not going to be inclined to change things or really take a look at them in our life if we're being mean to ourselves. We're not going to be inclined to do this observational practice, for instance, if we're judging ourselves and telling ourselves that we're horrible people and that we could never change, right? Like those thoughts are not going to help us. They're going to put us like a turtle under its shell. You might feel frozen in place. So it's really important that you're kind to yourself, that you recognize you're human, and that you forgive yourself for every little mistake that you make. Seriously. Okay, so let's do a quick recap. Step one, have awareness of the feeling of general anxiety, what's happening in your body. Step two, peel back the layer and ask yourself why you think you feel anxious. What are you thinking about? What feeling comes up when you think that thought? Step three, notice how you feel and practice pausing before reacting. It's not always going to go the way you want it to, but the more you practice this, the better you get at it. Just like riding a bike. Okay. You start knowing nothing and then you start pedaling and suddenly you realize, oh, this is easy. Step four, don't judge yourself for being a human. Okay. Just be kind to yourself through this whole process. You do not have to do this perfectly to see an impact in your life. Oh my goodness. I loved this because it really broke that down. So if this is something that you really resonate with, go back and listen to this episode. And working with a coach can help you dissolve feelings of anxiety that may be wallpapering over the unhelpful feelings that you're having. And I help my clients with this so they can make their law practices easier and get fabulous results in the process, no matter what it is they want to achieve. If you'd like to know more about what that looks like for you specifically, book a strategy session with me. And during our call, we're going to actually go through steps one and two that we talked about in this episode. You're going to start peeling back the layers right away. So you're going to get some more clarity immediately. And then I'm going to help you create a strategy to help you get to the next level for yourself. You can book a call with me at dinacataldo.com forward slash strategy session. That's dinacataldo.com forward slash strategy session. Let's help you kick off 2023 with more ease and more confidence. All right, my lovely friend, I hope you have a wonderful new year and I will talk to you soon. Bye.